0: To our Steven Universe Chill Appreciation Fan Cast, we are going to be finishing up season two today, uh, going through the uh, episodes: The Answer, Steven's Birthday, It Could Have Been Great, Message Received, and Log Date Seven Fifteen Two. Um, I'm excited because after this, we get to start watching ten episodes in a chunk again.
1: Yeah, we uh made a decision because of uh we kind of want to finish this up. What did you say by the summer?
0: By the end of the summer. By the
1: end of the summer uh when you kind of return back to um school uh for those of you who don't know, Liz is a school teacher.
0: So we got to start churning out this content. Got to get through it faster.
1: Uh so we're very excited to uh get moving a lot at a much heftier pace and return back to our uh, season one uh, pace. Remember those
0: days we can get through ten episodes in one hour and now we take the same amount of time just to talk about five of them or six or four because we never can get the timeline right.
1: Uh, Yeah, because IMDB has it different than Hulu. Thanks a lot, Hulu. Thanks a lot, Hulu.
0: But I've been really thinking about it. I mean, season one did have a season finale but if you think about it there are still things that are the fallout as a result of that and i don't think log date 7152 is any more particularly season endery than the answer is season endery i don't know there's nothing really like and this was the start of a new thing
1: and we'll talk more about it but once uh you know once we get to it there is some season indie stuff but not in the same way as season one and season three i'm pretty sure is where we ended our initial viewing um if it wasn't season three it's definitely season four because we did not get all the way because i believe there's season there's five or six seasons we definitely did not get the season five but um season the where we ended there was definitely a season ender there was there was a big uh denouement uh, it
0: felt that way. Yeah. We're also in our fourth Stephen Bomb. The episodes we're talking about today are part of the Stephen Bomb known as Stephen's Birthday Week.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's also, we are in uh, the crux, uh, well not the crux, we have begun the summer episodes. Uh, you can see it in the um, the credits, the beginning and end credits.
0: So what do you think we should dive right in?
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, we only have five to get through, but uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Well, right. Let's start with uh one that you and I were familiar with remembering from our first watch through. Uh the answer. Garnet tells Stephen the story of how Ruby and Sapphire first met and joined the Crystal Gems.
1: This is a uh, a fun episode because we finally get to get to know uh Ruby and Sapphire. Um more than the initial appearance, uh, and when they get separated, uh, for jailbreak, and then, uh, when they have their fight, uh, <laughs> after Pearl's kind of, um, deception, uh, Decepticon deception. Uh, so the. Being able to see their personalities a little bit more Uh, and there's an episode I think in season three where we get to see them a little bit interact a little bit more so but it's nice to see how they met and how they became uh, Garnet so this is a really nice little episode Um, and they do actually have a fun song uh, together uh, it's, it's a cute little episode and I, I don't, it sounds derogatory or like kind of putting it down and I, and I, and I, if it comes across that way, I really don't mean it that way. Maybe
0: it's not so cute so much as fairy tale simple.
1: Oh, I like that. That's a really good way to say that.
0: Yeah. Like it doesn't, you don't need to know there is a bad person and some people who are bad trying to be good and some who are good trying to be bad and you meet and instantly, you know, and it's train changing transformative, like any frog turning into a prince <laughs> uh, this also uh got nominated for the Emmy for short form, yeah outstanding short form animation this particular
1: episode I can see that this this has a very uh clear, concise story, but it also has a very um interesting story,
0: and they keep the cohesion because when Stephen found out about Ruby and Sapphire at the end of season one. Garnet says, "Oh, we were going to be, we we're going to save it for your birthday," and here it is, midnight on Stephen's birthday, and she's like, "All right, it's time. I promised you, so I'm going to tell you all about it."
1: I did like that, uh, and this show is very good about keeping um those details together. Like, oh, we wanted to wait for your birthday. Here's his birthday.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it is a. I think it's a very sweet origin story. I do like the colors clashing when Garnet finally appears. Just this splash of reds and blues. It's very sleeping beauty. Oh. red dress, blue dress, uh, red dress, blue dress and they can't decide and the thing just becomes an explosion of color.
1: <laughs> uh and it, it is uh also reminiscent of what Garnet looks like now uh, after she reforms uh and jailbreak. Uh, she has a little bit of a change in her uh, appearance. Instead of it just being kind of one costume, her now her legs are separate. There's a little bit of a red side and a little bit of a blue side. Uh, so she, uh, it's a callback to her original, uh, for her first form, her first fusion form.
0: Yeah, and there was, oh gosh, there was something else that I was thinking about as you were saying that. Uh, fusion. Yeah. Okay, so we uh, see that, Fusion is okay in Homeworld as long as it's the same type of gem fusing with the same type of gem. The rubies are purposely put as bodyguards because they can fuse together into one giant ruby. And that's okay, and that's fine, and that's good. But it's the two different gems getting together that they're like, oh, disgusting, outrageous. Scandalous. That's, That's how it's supposed to be. Which, I get it now, that's where all of Jasper's hatred comes from. Just like, yeah, I, uh, you, this is disturbing. This is a perversion, what you're doing here. It's only, you're not supposed to fuse, you get stronger. You're not supposed to just hang out with another gem for for no reason. It's, It's covering weakness. And by the way, it's been an entire season, and we haven't seen Malachite but once. Like, come on, guys. This is the big thing. So she she's just hanging out there under the water, just in chains for 25 episodes. And there has been nothing, not a pip except for some dream sequences.
1: I'm OK with this. I'm OK that the that this quote unquote big bad is kind of contained uh, it's a little bit Rita Repulsa, but I'm OK with that.
0: I'm surprised with you being okay with that because Lapis Lazuli is like your favorite character.
1: She is. Um, I think, in, when she returns uh, the second time, she it, there's a distinct difference in her. So I'm I'm looking forward to having her come back, uh, but there is some uh, there's some changes coming our way with her. So, um, uh, spoilers I guess. But there's uh, she. W- what happens is this season wasn't about Malachite. It was about Peridot in a lot of different ways.
0: It really was a season of paradox. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And they, 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 they did it in kind of small bursts. Um, it was a season of fusion and a season of paradox, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I felt like uh, that's a good way to put it. And especially from what we come across in the later episodes of this particular Stephen Bomb, it's really about making her sympathetic almost dweeby and thereby <laughs> redeemable to introduce a new big bad. And I see when I say Malachite, I don't think Malachite as the big bad. It's oh, she's more not. like it's more like this is an important thing that happened and we have not at all addressed it. And I guess that's, you know, the drills here and the cluster and all that stuff. So I guess it's kinda gotten thrown by the wayside. But for something that was like built up for so many episodes in the last season, it's kind of weird to just see it sit quietly under the surface and not really show up.
1: Um. Yeah, they definitely, Uh. they have been, they're planting a lot of seeds that, I, uh, season one did it, they're definitely doing it in this season, that we will, that will be harvested later on. This show is really, really good about doing this, it's about harvesting, or not harvesting, planting seeds that will be fruitful later, later on. Um,
0: it's good when a creator knows where they're going.
1: Yeah, kind of like Avatar The Last Airbender, it's, it's one of those shows that's like, very much like they don't. I don't think I think Avatar knew, uh, Korra didn't know as much, but I think Avatar knew kind of where they were going and were able to expand after season two. Really,
0: is it coincidence that we are re binging these shows and both of them have drills show up at the exact same time? Who's to say, anyway? <laughs>
1: uh, or like She Ra, you have Entrapta and uh, Peridot who are
0: very close, very
1: similar, very
0: they're not the teradot.
1: same character we no. we will not go as far to say they're the same character but th- they have some similarities
0: uh also please no spoilers for she-ra because again the the new season of she-ra came out with six other shows that we had to start watching and binging so we are we're halfway through the great and we're a couple episodes into she and we're halfway through magic for humans and we're halfway through season two of avatar and we're halfway through we finished season two of steven universe we're never gonna catch up time is an illusion cats and dogs living together let's talk about the next episode uh
1: so yeah um do you want to know some trivia for the answer
0: you got something
1: i do let's do it some of the chords in the song something entirely new are the same as other fusion songs in the series like giant woman strong in the real way and stronger than you
0: I did hear a little stronger than you in there.
1: I definitely hear some giant woman. <laughs> so, um, Blue Diamond will eventually be voiced by Lisa Hannigan, but this flashback story is told in narration, so Estelle provides all the voices of characters that have not been yet seen before. Yeah. Uh, Estelle is occasionally corrected, correct, credited incorrectly as the voice of Blue Diamond in this episode. The episode is told in flashback, so, you know, she says that, um... But we, blue diamond does make her first appearance in this episode. You don't really get to see her, uh, but this is one of the first appearances of a diamond.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's also the first time that Garnet meets uh, Rose Quartz and her fierce fighting pearl. Like I do love the description of that.
1: Is it weird that when it's three or more? It's okay that they say crystal gems, but I felt a little weird when it was just rose quartz just and pearl. We're the crystal gems, like
0: it's just two of you. It's like saying the two musketeers. There's just something innately wrong about it all.
1: Uh, yeah. I yeah, I I agree.
0: I do. Again, it's always nice to hear Rose Quartz's voice, uh, and I'm so intrigued how you know Pearl's just this fierce thing who would soon as kill him, and Rose Quartz is like well, that's different. (laughs) Oh, we've got... And she
1: has like a thousand questions and and Rose is just like, you know what? You are the answer. And I just was like, ah, she said the thing. She
0: said the thing. (laughs) Uh, The next episode is Stephen's birthday. While celebrating his 14th birthday with the gems, Greg and Connie, Stephen takes on a more adult form using his shape-shifting powers. However, this proves harmful to his human body. We kind of, from a description alone, you'd think we'd be going back to season one, where Steven, because of his psychological feelings, starts going through phases of adulthood and adolescence and an old age and nearly dies. <laughs> We've missed some of that body horror stuff yeah. in Steven Universe. So uh, you'd think that uh, this one actually is a bit of a more subtle performance, just the realization that Steven hasn't gotten, hasn't changed, has not aged in years. And just realizing that, you know, Connie is going to grow up without him. He might just be stuck here forever. And just this subtle little growth. Just be like, I'm a little bit different now. My voice is a little bit deeper. I'm a, a little bit taller. I, can, uh, I can't wear this shirt you gave me, but I'll wear it open like every boy I ever knew. And... uh <laughs>
1: I wonder who you're referencing.
0: And it's it's really sad because you can see again Stephen kind of afraid that his humanity is lost.
1: It's it's yeah, he's definitely worried about that because um Connie and Greg have a thing that they do together and it's you know, they say, you know, human, human or humans, humans. Um and because it's it's this weird wacky world of the gems or the crystal gems and you know greg has had to uh navigate it 100 percent by himself for you know at least you know 14 to 16 years however long he was with uh rose before rose got pregnant and you the- can
0: see he talks about it in the van with connie like gems don't know what to do with a baby i had to take care of all that stuff i had to do all these things yeah
1: and uh, so it reaffirming what i had said and I'm, i think i got it from this episode it's like you think the crystal gems raised Stephen? <laughs> no that was me
0: i did all that work <laughs>
1: and it's like yeah of course Greg's super dad um but the uh what unfortunately that does is even though steven is a crystal gem steven is still half human and though steven is human he's still half a gem and that creates this rift he's like he is one of two worlds and doesn't fully belong in either And and it does kind of create some psychological issues for him and you know he wants to show that he can grow older with his um his physical form and wills himself to look a little bit more his age because he's actually Almost a year and a half older than than Connie.
0: Yeah, and even Amethyst, who is very reckless, apparently, apparently to all intents and appearances, <laughs> is like Steven, You can't do that. That's you are gonna get hurt. You can't hold your form that long. That's not how it's supposed to work. And I think the other thing that separates it from season one Stephen birthday is that there's no like real fear that he's not gonna get back to normal at the end of it. There's no, like, death fear that he's going to be a baby forever. Or, or that
1: he's going to, like, turn to dust.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just this little... It's really about Connie and his relationship, about them... About Connie saying to him, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll come out and hang out with you after school, and I'll always be your friend, and you don't have to worry about that splitting us apart
1: she was so sweet she's like making plans and like oh yeah i'll, I'll take care of you what uh you know he's at work and i'm out of school you know i do have tennis practice on tuesdays but other than that you know and i do i do a sword practice with pearl but other than that i'm gonna hang out with you and and it was such it was such a a, a beautiful kind of moment that you know she shows that she does really care about him so
0: Baby Steven is very cute. And poor Garnet. She's like, I got this. Takes off her glasses and sticks out her tongue. And he keeps crying. And she says, my powers mean nothing to an infant. Uh, i have nothing i can offer this child amethyst being a car seat for steven in the van on the ride back which you don't realize until she opens her eyes like oh that was amethyst this whole time
1: <laughs> oh yeah they didn't have a car seat so i just like...
0: i assumed i don't know how I, I just assumed that it wasn't her until she opened her eyes I, I we've seen this episode before and i had totally forgotten that and it was like a fun little <laughs> like oh that's right
1: oh hey amethyst
0: hey you oh and steven and Connie, uh doing what me and uh, my nephew do all the time. Oh, oh! how do you do? It's good, sir, Stephen. How genteel. Clink, our juice boxes together. It's so adorable.
1: Yes, you and Rowan are, are adorable. We're pretty good on that. All right, so would you like some trivia on this? Give
0: it to me.
1: Uh, in Stephen's birthday, Stephen's age is stated as 14, whereas Connie's age is stated as 12 and 3 4 So her birthday is coming up. Uh, but she is definitely younger than Stephen. Uh, normally, Steven's voice actor, Zach, uh, Zach Collison, speaks in a higher voice than normal to play younger Stephen. When Stephen is pretending to be older, a little taller, uh, Collison speaks in his natural voice. And then my personal favorite actually went upwards instead of going downwards. When Greg and Garnet are going through the records to find something to play, Greg comes across one that resembles Estelle's solo album. When Garnet sees it, she smacks him. Because... I love it still, And I actually have that album. It's a good album.
0: <laughs> That's right. You did laugh when you saw that.
1: I saw it the first time and I was like, ah, and the second time I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I got that. I understand this reference.
1: I am picking up what you're putting down. I,
0: I, I know that reference.
1: Uh, I, I understood that reference.
0: <laughs> Our Next episode. It could have been great. Steven and the gems travel to an information archive on the moon to discover the cluster's exact location. Oh paradot. Oh paradot. Peri, Perry Perry. Paradactyl. It's almost like you don't understand at all why these crystal gems are even here. But this is like our first real smash cut to like what the diamonds are all about, why Homeworld is here and why they exist. They're there to conquer other worlds, you know. Paradot says much yourself, like that's what we're made to do, we're made to go across space and discover and cultivate new worlds for us to expand ourselves. And she talks about yellow diamond, like, like her God, like she can't imagine not fulfilling her mission for yellow diamond.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they have like more than just like um, a quote unquote slave master um, relationship. They have a very,
0: she's built for it. She's, Perhaps among thousands of paradots who are all built to serve yellow diamond. They were made and created for this purpose. The the more we learn about homeworld, it feels very much like a honeybee hive utilitarian society where you have the same job from birth and you were made to do that job. That's why you were created. Which is again how, you know, a lot of nature, a lot of large colonies of animals do it, but it also makes it, you know, less human. Less identifiable.
1: Yeah, I I I would kind of agree with that, um, but the, I would say that then some of the bees have to be fanatical.
0: <laughs> fanatical bees. That is the name of my new band.
1: Fanati- we, <laughs> fanatical
0: bees. We play the trumpets <laughs> and the zither. We're kind of like ska mixed with bluegrass. You get used to it. It's an acquired taste.
1: I feel like I should be offended.
0: I I, I wouldn't. I think that's a cool mix. <laughs> Uh, I really do like they go to the moon because they don't know how to get there and they have to coerce Lion uh, to take him there through that big warp where he warps, he roars consecutively again and again and again and they're just going faster and faster through the jet stream as he accelerates through space and all their skin's pulling back. Uh, and I do like that the uh, <laughs> the gem's can't jump high like Stephen can on the moon because their bodies don't change when the gravity changes on a planet because they're made for interdimensional planetary conquest. It'd be not well if they had to worry about breathing or walking normally.
1: Yeah, uh, they they do change. They they adapt to the the environment. So
0: yeah, Emeth is just opening the door to the moon. I don't <laughs> know. Are we there? Yeah. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, we made it. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's very it, it, um it's a very informational episode and you do get to see a lot of Peridot and her it's very similar to um Pearl trying to build the rocket. Um, yeah,
0: single-minded.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh because uh, it ends with uh Garnet cuz they kind of show what the cluster would have been uh and what the planet would have been if the uh Battle had gone the other direction, and um, they show a lot of kind of destruction to the planet. Not like, it's more of a kind of a diagram, not a diagram, but like a hologram of what it would have been. And it's a little kind of, not breezing, but it does take you back a bit. And um, Yeah,
0: it's really, it's unnerving to a human to see that done to your planet. And that's why it's kind of, it's very sad because we have Peridot learning to just relax and get along with everyone. And uh, singing the song at the beginning. And what's the point of a song if it doesn't complete anything? Well, sometimes you just have to feel good. Working's good, but feeling good is important too.
1: I forgot about the song, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Steven trying so hard to make sure that Peridot sees and appreciates the earth for what it is and what they have. Uh, only for them to go to the moon and her to drop that completely and be like, no, this is what... It could have been great. She said the thing. We said the could thing. have had this. Don't you understand? Like, this is the model of efficiency. We could have had this. And just not knowing that she is just hurting the crystal gems who have spent thousands of years trying to protect this place.
1: It's like basically thousands of years trying not to let that happen. So, yeah, it's... and. And it ends with garnet smashing this like control panel, and uh um and them all leaving, and Steven seeing Perry or Peridot do something
0: yes, we got our cliffhanger. she grabs this weird diamond shape, and eagle eyed viewers will note that it has four colors on it that correspond to four pictures in the main area of the moon base uh that uh we assume are the four diamonds we only get to see yellow diamond very closely because peridot shows even the picture on the wall but we now see that there are much like a diamond four sides to a diamond there are four diamonds um we don't know what all of them are but like aaron said blue diamond had already shown up too so we only know that two of them exist also aaron give me your thoughts on this because i don't recall what this was for they go to the moon base. They walk halfway up the steps and they turn into a room and there's just something floating in the middle of the room and Steven's like, what's that? And Garn's like, it's not what we came for. Keep going. And they walk past the room and they never reference it again. What do you think is in the room?
1: I don't know. I honestly, I don't I don't remember that scene. <laughs> um, uh, it's,
0: su- it's such a blink and you miss it and it's not relevant to the plot as it stands right now, but I do feel like there's a reason they showed that there was this glowing thing in the middle of this room and that they weren't going in it right now. Kind of like, you're not a high enough level to take on this <laughs> boss. Come back when you've got more mana.
1: Like, you could go to the castle and try to defeat Ganondorf, but wouldn't recommend it.
0: This is the clear sidetrack the DM has offered you that you are like, nope, it's not part of the main quest. We're ignoring it and moving forward.
1: You know, there's this chest, but it has a weird aura around it. Do you want to try it?
0: No. I are you sure? No. I want to just go on, uh, okay, but I may, no. Well, there goes an hour and a half of my planning life down the drain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I literally uh, just, um, I'm DMing uh, a kind of a one shot, if you will. It's, n- I, I was hoping that it would be like only a couple nights long, and it's now looking like it's going to be like three or four months long.
0: In which I play an old bird woman grandmother.
1: Yeah, and it's. Uh, so, and I'm I'm running it by a book, um, "Tales of the Yawning Portal" for those who are of the D and D persuasion. Um, and I uh, literally said, uh, "So he lays th- out
0: the room. He shows us two doors on either side of the room, and then this rickety bridge. And he lays it all out. He tells, describes the room in vivid detail, as in the book, and then says." wait, I'm sorry, those doors are supposed to be secret.
1: <laughs> See, I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say that I had, he's uh, like, you have uh, two orcs standing at the door, what do you guys want to do? And uh, if they had chosen to like, basically brazen attack, it, attack these two orcs, uh, the, it would have gone bad, you guys. It would have been bad. We are three magic <laughs> users and
0: one tank. We know what to do and confront with enemies, lure them away one by one and kick them off from a distance. We know what we're doing. We're not gonna, I never play straight magic user. It is completely new to me. I'm usually tank, so yeah. I have no idea what to do with this. So I'm like, hang back, which is why I made myself a grandmother. So I wouldn't throw myself into dangerous situations every chance I could get.
1: Oh my God goodness what you
0: got for trivia
1: okay so this is such a random ass connection but i just i have to say this so yellow diamond is voiced by um a woman named patty lapone who is who is very prolific um uh she's done a lot but now we
0: don't hear her in this episode we'll hear in the next one yeah
1: um she uh was on an episode of frasier Back in the '90s, which episode? Uh, the Beware of Greeks episode, and she plays Aunt Zora. No, yeah, the crazy Ooh. Greek aunt. Oh my god, that yes. is a
0: crazy connection.
1: Sorry, we both love Frasier uh, probably more than we should. <laughs> um, she was also. She played herself on Will and Grace. So.
0: Well, let's move on to the next episode so we can talk more about our first appearance yeah, So the and, diamond. So,
1: and we see Steven see the diamond shape. So, yeah, I don't know what that thing was. We may f- figure it out later. I don't really I know what that was. I have to assume
0: there's something important about it. It's important enough to mention, not important enough to go grab right now.
1: Yeah, it's it it felt like one of those things on like on a fetch quest game, kind of like Banjo Kazooie or something like that, where it's like you need a certain uh, like you need to be able to do this certain uh, ability to be able to do this. Yeah.
0: So our next episode is message received which pretty much happens immediately after this episode. Yeah. Steven becomes devastated and mistrustful of Peridot after she steals a communication device from the moon base, which she uses to contact her leader, Yellow Diamond.
1: So I, I did kind of jump ahead, so I apologize.
0: That's okay, because the design of Yellow Diamond is so different than the other gems that we've seen. She's all monochromatic. All of the gems we've seen so far has some variation. She is all yellow. She is all geometry and angles. She's a giant. She's at least three times as tall as her pearl. Mm-hmm. And we finally see more pearls, which uh, I do like Pearl's line about that. She's like, Not all pearls know each other, Stephen.
1: Not all pearls know each other, Stephen. God. <laughs> uh,
0: poor Stephen. Poor Stephen, Try after trying so hard and realizing, like, I can't how could I what could I have done to change her mind obviously she never was going to I couldn't do it and it gets a little self-deprecating which is why for us to just like grab him and say listen you can feel sorry for yourself later so right now let's just go <laughs> get her butt yeah
1: it's very um it, it shows a lot of uh it, it's very heart-wrenching at first and then how the episode ends is very fun so um this is going to be very massive spoilers for this episode. So if you've not seen this episode and you are keeping along with us, which I doubt many of you are, but um, if you are watching the series and you've not gotten to this point, I would go ahead and just stop watching and go watch this episode and then come back to listen or to watch for those of you who are listening to this on SoundCloud. Um, But because this is a great episode and we're going to talk pretty extensively about it. Um, So, Basically, Peridot has this communicator, um, which is the diamond thing that she takes from the moon base. She figures out that there's one left, and it's a direct line to uh, her diamond. Uh, Steven figures it out and, like, steals it away from Peridot. Uh,
0: Locks her in the truck in the barn. You're (laughs) up against one of Earth's greatest technologies, that child safety lock. No! No! Oh, Peridot's face says she's been tricked, bamboozled, foiled. No! <laughs> uh, so good.
1: Um, And it's kind of cool to show like Stephen being a little conniving. It was nice to see that.
0: Yeah, a little Trixie on that. Just grabs it right out of her and brings it to them. Of course, Peridot busts out in the giant mech robot from the <laughs> Robot Olympics episode.
1: Giant robot. Mm-hmm. um giant robots were meant to fight uh so it, it, it but it shows that like the the gems kind of like were flipped back probably way too easily um about their thinking with paradox, but it's it, he does kind of confront her about it and then run off to tell the gems uh that he found uh, that she had this communicator and they're, they're talking about it and she comes out and they fight her for this. And it's a little slapsticky, but it's, it's done really well. Um, I, I'm, I'm like the whole time. I'm like, why is she, why after all this time, why, why is she trying to, you know, do all of this? Well,
0: we forget that building the drill serves a common interest for the both of them. She didn't change her opinion about the earth. It was literally realizing that if they don't stop the drill, we are all going to die, and I don't want to die. And it's only by that instinct of self-preservation that she comes to realize that Earth could offer other unique possibilities. Even when she's defending it to Yellow Diamond, it's not that the people here are nice and kind and treat me well. It's that there are interesting resources here that we could use more effectively. And it's ultimately Yellow Diamond's uh, uh, cold, calculating, and inability to see any other side of it that ultimately ruins peridot's faith in her
1: you could also say her biases Mm -hmm. um
0: no clearly she's like i just want that earth destroyed i want that miserable hunk of rock gone i don't care that it could offer us more like she's the kind of person who wants to watch the world burn she hates this this particular world yeah she hates the earth she hates the crystal gems i've been trying to protect it she's done with the whole thing and she just wants it blown up which shows that she does have biases, and shows that she's not the all-logical figure that Peridot knew her to be. She assumed, knew that she was logical, the most perfect logic being in the planet, and then for her to be like, no, nah, just destroy it. I don't care.
1: And so uh, so each, ep- each... And it's so weird that each of these episodes are only 15 minutes long, and some of them, a lot happens, and this is one of those episodes where a lot happens in 15 minutes, and a lot happens in this last, like five three minutes uh so she contacts the yellow diamond uh the pearl answers and okay. they're, they're you hear them talking and like you know steven does this little thing about the pearls and all oh, the pearls know each other um and and finally the diamond like takes the basically takes the phone call or takes the call away from the pearl and like like you are off schedule and like uh, Paradot, which Paradot? Like she, there are like,
0: thousands of Paradots. How could I be possibly expected to know which Paradot you are? Yeah,
1: and like, and not like just, hey, do you mind, you know, identifying yourself? Like, hi, I'm Stephen. Oh, okay, cool, Stephen. Who? You know, that kind of thing.
0: Well, you can think of Paradot probably when this first started. She probably would have signed in as Paradot, series of letters uh... and numbers here, and she's gotten used to just being Paradot, the only Paradot, their friend Paradot, parry peri- mm-hmm. that she wouldn't even. She totally forgot, like. Oh yeah, I have a like code name because there's a billion of me.
1: Exactly. And it's it's hard to kind of show or not hard to show um but it's hard to kind of revert from that when you've kind of settled into this nice groove and uh and if you look at the beginning of um Peridot's appearances in Yellow Diamond, they are very similar in uh their the, the way they talk and their mannerisms, their, their mannerisms. So, yeah. uh, but she, you know, she starts very cold and calculated, and she starts very like she just disinterested.
0: You have failed me. I will send a ship to pick you up, and we will proceed on schedule. Oh. No, wait, actually, um, did you just say no? Well, there's there's more here. You're not listening. I don't have to listen to a paradox. I know what I am doing. You have no power here, and no matter how and Peridot doesn't sell the gems out. She says no, that. No, and, and at some point, she even a, says, like,
1: like, she has an opportunity to say something about the crystal gems, and she actually completely steps over it.
0: Yep. And again, you can see Peridot's function is still here, her trying to do what is the logical next step. Uh, eventually, she gets so frustrated with the Yellow Diamond, not listening, not being logical, not being rational, that she's, she's straight up. Calls her a Claude, and we get the, the best, best moment, the best yellow diamond face reaction. Just amazing! It's so very good.
1: All right, All right. on the count of three. Let's look at the camera and do our impression of that moment. That's going to be so good for the oh, podcast yeah. So I uh, apologize to those who are listening to this on SoundCloud.
0: Imagine that you just smelled a, a skunk, and that skunk is actually your child, and now you are the only one who gets and, to deal with it. And you
1: this. now have to clean it up, and you ha- are late for an appointment. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So um, if and you're listening to this on the SoundCloud, uh, be sure to g- hop on to uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 the video so you can Ready? see this moment. All right. One, one two. two three it's, it's such a good face. i've seen memes and gifs of this it's, and best reaction. it's so awesome it's it's a wonderful little piece of animation um it's in Paradox just standing up for herself and in in the, the face it, she's she's a nobody she's she is a she is a worker bee standing up to the the queen bee march on worker bee uh i and,
0: and uh She's like, will one of you dispose of this for me? Because it has a self-destruct button that can be detonated remotely. <laughs> and the thing and like, oh, hot potato. Hot potato. And she's just just laying on the floor crying like, oh, God. I can't believe I just did that. I am I'm, <laughs> I'm a crystal gem now, whether you want to be or not. <laughs>
1: crystal gems you know it's very uh it's it's like i i'm a traitor to my species yes you are you're a crystal gem good
0: job you've joined us
1: so it's a very uh it's a very wholesome moment when she does that and she's like and uh, all the
0: gems are so happy for her. Like they they don't get mad at her for what she did. She's like you you did the right thing. Good job. In
1: in reality, she what she was doing, even though she's kinda of doing it in the wrong way, what she was doing, she was she was still doing the logical thing, but she was doing it for the right reasons, doing the maybe the wrong thing for the right reasons. Well that's
0: why I think this is a good show because it's not like Avengers, where they forget to say that Thanos wiping out half of the universe is actually a a dumb idea and wouldn't work, and it's probably a bad thing, but in this one, it's not just just that where I'm not going down this path with you.
1: I I don't agree with that. I just do that to rile you up. It's
0: not just that humans are nice and kind, and that's why the world should be spared. It's a logical character saying this planet has more to offer than just a shell to create this one creature. There's so much more we could do with it. It's it's perhaps a conservative capitalist opinion, but it's still <laughs> a better argument for why we should be allowed to keep existing in this cold vastness of space.
1: I can, Yeah, that's, that's a great way to look at it. And it, sometimes it's like how you get to do with like corporations and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, I need a... Um, how do I not implicate myself? Um, I need a new computer because my old one is too slow and I can't do my work um uh fast and enough we'll start
0: missing deadlines you have to pay me overtime and so even though it's, yeah. it's really in your best interest if we could do this please
1: exactly so and this is a really highly rated episode it's like 9.2 that's uh that's it has to show you how well this episode is received so well, it's
0: a good culmination of peridot's arc and there is a bunch of things brought up in it you know Steven saying that when uh, they all are thinking of ideas of how they could get Paradox to be on their side, and Amethyst uh, wants to totally ant-man her and just get real small and tinker with her brain. And, br- and Stephen brings up this, this problem of ethics. I don't want to tell her what to do. She should just know. You should just know the right thing. Why don't you know the right thing? And that's the part of problem of religion, of ethics, of be, of anything is how can I get you to believe it and know it in your heart to be true and not just do it because I told you so.
1: Yeah, it, it, I, and that's there's a little bit of a cult mentality with that, but I I understand that. Um
0: I don't. I think that's an ethical question. I don't think that. It's culty. Do you want to know what the right thing it, to it, do is? You
1: you want to be able cult-y to... culty s- is
0: forcing someone to believe what you believe without believing in it themselves. It's saying this is the way. You just have to do it.
1: It's, it's, the
0: do you think that everyone in Scientology acts believes that we're created with the dust of dead alien beings and we're filled with thetons And yes, you think literally, and that it's not not just not a, literally.
1: I, but I do think there's a, a a good amount of people who actually do believe that. Yes. OK, so but there's so I'm not discounting what Stephen said um, or trying not to. Uh, but with what they are talking about, yes, you you don't want to force people into your beliefs. You want people to understand where you're coming from, and whether they agree with it or not, not just discount you just because they uh, look at it a different way. And that felt a little bit more poignant than I was trying to put into it with. um. Things that are going on, not to get political right now.
0: Well, that's why I'm saying, like, I I'm of the opinion that that there is an empirical right and wrong in the universe, and that it's and I may not be right, I may not think I know the right thing, but I believe that there is a right and a wrong way for most things. So for me, I would want someone to do the right thing, and I may think I know what the right thing is. It may be right, it may be wrong, but I would want someone else to just know it's the right thing to do without having to be told. That's why you do it. Like when you're a kid, you have to be told what the right thing to do is because you have no empathy. And then when you grow empathy, you realize what the right thing to do is, and then it's your choice whether you do the right thing or the wrong thing.
1: And maybe it's like you should just know. And it's maybe that's what he was helping that she would grow is empathy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's and that's what like a lot of people would hope for in this in that situation. So yeah, yeah I think that's a great way to put it.
0: And then of course, Amethyst is just turning into a chopper and saying, "Get in." <laughs> Just to go flying after Oh, she was pissed so pissed. (laughs) So
1: uh, and then it takes us to our last episode
0: Uh yeah of this set. Final episode. Boy, you you pulled me before I was ready. Last episode, log date seven one five two. While Peridot is in turmoil over what she did in the previous episode, Steven listens to her audio diary and learns how she and Garnet learned to get along during their time at the barn. Despite their radical differences,
1: I am. A, this was kind of a cool episode to kind of show the furthering um, relationship of uh, Peridot. So, we had an episode of Stephen, a few episodes of Stephen and Peridot growing closer. We had an episode of Peridot and Pearl and Peridot and Amethyst. And um, and this is finally the episode of Peridot and Garnet. And this is kind of the longest one coming because of Peridot just kind of having her uh, hang-ups and uh, backwards thinking with Fusion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because she's always been a little wary of what Garnet's whole deal is. It really makes her nervous and anxious like all the time. And Garnet's pretty chill about most things. Whenever she shows up, she just gives Peridot the thumbs up. (laughs) <laughs> just good job
1: there was uh, there was a couple points in this episode where garnet just is there she doesn't like come in and make a big scene or anything like that. she's just there she's just kind of like um at one point steven shows uh a, a, a kind of an old trashy uh lovelorn drama yes,
0: uh a cw yeah uh, camp pining hearts
1: camp pining hearts uh and in Peridot like watches it like 36 hours straight or like 12 hours straight and it's the same episode over and over and over and over she he's like wow you watched the whole show there's more than one episode no, no.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a what a great comment on fan culture just to throw it in there and like why are these two characters together clearly these two should be together they're the superior combination in every way here are my diagrams can I show them to you <laughs>
1: like i can't like i'm i'm honestly i'm like i can't wait for more fusions because i want to see like what people look like how they interact with each other how things because at one point we get to see um it's her face again um the pearl and amethyst fusion which is one of my favorites um well i'm forgetting (laughs) um
0: you've gotten lost no
1: the um The Pearl and Amethyst fusion. We get to see her again. She's, again.
0: Alex, Alexandrite?
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: No, Alexandrite is all three of them together.
1: Opal. Opal. I think you're right. I think it is Opal. Uh, So we get to see Opal for a moment. Just Um, for
0: a moment. It was nice to see her again.
1: And it was nice that it wasn't, like, under duress. Like, Amethyst and Pearl were just like, oh, I think we need someone with just a little bit more finesse. And strength. Yeah. What? Just
0: what I was thinking. Like, a rare instance of them getting along perfectly. I,
1: I've started to notice that Amethyst and Pearl have been getting along a little bit better. Um, after uh, Peridot
0: showed up. and uh, uh, Well,
1: Peridot showed up and after the kindergarten. Yeah.
0: Ex- I was just going to say exactly after the kindergarten. We see them talking in the distance. don't even know what we're talking about, but Pearl looks like she's complimenting Amethyst and Amethyst is smiling. So it all looks like things aren't quite so diametrically opposed between them yeah, not th- quite so much i mean
1: they're still kind of opposite personalities but still
0: no it's so fun
1: <laughs> um but in per- or in Paradox, kind of trying to understand fusion because she i don't think she's ever had the chance to fuse or has ever fused so oh
0: no this i'm uh, yeah this is nothing she's ever done before
1: <laughs> so as someone who's like watch those like kid shows and like it's like well this is what happens when you do this and do that like i had these um Toys as a kid, I think I actually won a contest, or I was told I won a contest. I might, if not, um, and I got these four toys all at once. And it was from this random ass TV show, but you could like interchange the parts, yeah. Um, it was not a TV show that people would know, like, I honestly don't but I've had toys name. like
0: that where you could mix and match the parts, yeah,
1: kind of like Bionicle. Bionic, that's okay. It wasn't Bionicle, there it was um, the toys I was thinking of, but Bionicle is the best way to think of it. It's like what is like what what's the most powerful weapon from this Bionicle? What's the best cool thing from this Bionicle? I would make the ultimate Bionicle ultimate. and I would have all these extra parts, so I'd what make the ultimate Bionicle and then I'd make like the second Bionicle and then go from there. so I wouldn't have just like the regular bionicles mm-hmm. i would just, I would have like the best one, the second one, and then I wouldn't care about the rest <laughs> so I only had two hands so
0: it's a great uh yeah, so no, she's definitely never fused, and her wearing Steven's paint can high tops to try and dance with garnet is so cute
1: it's adorable
0: i don't know about flames they just make everything cooler and we really do see through this audio log that she's been keeping that stephen was like the person who in her in his kindness to her opened her up to the possibilities of earth and you can definitely see her progression like in some of the first days of the barn she throws greg off the roof to figure out if human beings can fly (laughs) Right is just holding him down at the base, and uh <laughs> she's like humans are very delicate and fragile and you know it's like it's not like a six pack would save you from that fall
1: <laughs> not like a six pack would... I love Greg, I love him so much, mm-hmm. uh but yeah, it's um uh, and and she's not yelling at her and like like berating her. she's just like, hey, humans, humans are don't fragile
0: don't do that to them yeah.
1: like it's more like like hey, don't do that kind of thing uh <laughs> and garnet is very much more um patient with peridot this during this episode and i think we see it i don't know i believe this takes place after the yellow diamond confrontation so i think garnet has accepted her a lot more after this so um this it's very great to see this um
0: we were waiting for this episode we've seen peridot interact with everyone else so far it's it's really nice because we even see, you know, Peridot's trying to, like, figure it out. Like, what's the logic behind it? What are you doing? Stargazing. You could do that alone. Don't want to. I don't want to do that alone. I'm choosing to do it together. That's what I want to do with my time. And the thing about Paradox being intimidated is not that Garnet is not trying to intimidate her with this. Peridot finds it strange and, and weird, but Garnet's not making it strange and weird.
1: And then Garnet does the ultimate. Do you want to fuse?
0: What? 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 No. Uh,
1: uh, uh. uh, uh sweat uh.
0: profusely. That's okay. You don't have to. Like, she's just very, very chill. It's
1: like that gift from uh, Keenan Peele, uh, where Jordan and Peele is just sitting there sweating, just, just dripping off his face and just sitting there silently. <gasps> like. <laughs>
0: Uh, I this was a good little framing device, and I do like Garnet showing up at the recording at the end, saying like Stephen, she's gonna want it back now. She's done having her crisis of faith. She's going to want to have this back to keep track of her time here. Uh, and I I do like that they uh, a- again a nice great framing device to show the way that per- that uh, Peridot has grown and engaged over the course of the summer.
1: I yeah, and I and it's it's really nice to see that they. Um, that she does make a relationship with all of them, and there, there's a dedicate, or episode dedicated to all of them, but not in the way... It's like, and this is the Amethyst episode, and this is the Pearl episode, and this is the Steven episode. It's just like it naturally happens, and it just shows the strength um, of the writing for the show.
0: We got another uh, Peridot Amethyst sort of uh, thing going. Uh, she finds the boxes with aliens on them.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And then she starts saying... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Amethyst, I, uh, you need that can on the top shelf? Oh, what if I just did it with my foot extenders and just... Why,
1: allow me to help you there, little lady.
0: What if I lifted this gallon of milk in the air? <gasps> Peridot, you should fight crime.
1: <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> Um, so th- there's, there's so many, like, cute moments with Peridot, and I... L- i remember not liking peridot the oh, first gosh. time and we said this last week uh i remember not liking peridot and i find her so adorable and just i she, i want to protect reading, her
0: yeah her reading the joke books jokes how to make people laugh around you instead of feel bad and then having amethyst turn to a chicken i get the joke now
1: <laughs> i get it now oh
0: gosh there's so many good little vignettes uh even a little bit of the crystal gem bits where she talks about, where am I even going to put a star on my outfit? Like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to incorporate that into my ensemble. And she even gets a little stars in her eyes. We finally have a stars in her eyes moment, just like Steven does.
1: I like that, that eventually they have those for each of the, the the characters. So that's kind of one of those things that it just shows the enjoyment. So
0: And Shelby Rivera's voice acting in this is Paradox voice oh. actor. Stell lar how would you get all that from one episode it's subtext stephen
1: it's subtext stephen you wouldn't <laughs> understand so uh this is i just is a great episode and this is this this is a great little um stephen bomb uh we have um uh, it's it, it the season 2 by and large full it, of
0: bombs Full of Steven bombs. Not bad episodes. Boy, that sounded wrong. My bad.
1: <laughs> Open foot, insert mouth. <laughs> well, okay.
0: Well, yeah. What do we think overall of season two? Now we've finished it and completed it. How does it compare to season one?
1: Honestly, I think st- season two is better than season one. Um, it- It's hard to compare 50 episodes to 20 episodes, but I think overall. Now, you did have the god awful Uncle Steven, um, but beyond that, you have some amazing episodes like "Sworn to the Sword," um, "You know, uh, We Need to Talk," uh, "Cry for Help." I mean, I, like, the
0: interdu- introduction of Sardonyx, Paradox, Redemption, Pearls Fall from Grace. There's yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens in here.
1: Paradot becoming a part of the Crystal Gems is such a huge inter- uh, introduction in this. Um, Steven kind of rebelling a little bit with like Joyride, which technically was at the end of season one. Um, but there's, there's so much that happens in this season that it, it's... I think because season one, there's so many episodes that it's easier to have more peaks and valleys. Whereas with season two, because there's less comparing all like you have so much and there's only a little bit of a valley. Whereas everything else is a peak.
0: And you can tell that the season two is not concerned so much with plot as it is with character. Season one ends with the ship arriving and the almost destruction of the crystal gems and Lapis Lazuli and Jasper and all that stuff stronger than you. All that ends with chapter one. Um, but in season two it doesn't end with them finally getting the drill to defeat the cluster. It ends with Paradot joining the team. Yeah. That was the more emotional important beat for the workers on the show than the plot of stop the cluster. Uh in fact when we get into season three, they uh that's the very first thing they do. Like that's what we start season three with is going to fight the cluster. But it wasn't important enough to be the end of the season. No, if more important was Paradox redemption
1: arc. Because this is more about the characters than it is about the story. And if it was just about the story then the, and the characters weren't as important, I don't think the show would nearly be as strong.
0: Yeah, if your characters are... Uh, uh, it's chess play. If your characters are only being moved around to achieve certain goals and are doing it of their own free volition, it can get hard to give them uh, depth, complexity, reasons for doing the things they do. Um and I think that, Steven, you know, it's it's sort of the Dragon Ball Z thing. The fights are all very epic, but it's all plot-based as opposed to character-based. It's a big fight because we're here at the big thing and we're at a big showdown. And this one, it's like, yeah, but first, let's make sure, like, all of our characters are in the healthiest place possible. And that they're making all these decisions based on what they would do for their character as opposed to what the plot is screaming at them to do. Very much a D&D campaign. You could just go to the final boss, or you could muck around in the market, make some more friends, go on a side quest, collect G- get some Get caught in a jail. You could finish Breath of the Wild and just go fight Ganon, or nope. you could unlock every single uh, yep. d- dungeon. You could make sure that all the side quests are completed. You could make sure your horse yep. can go fast with painted hair.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yep. That's exactly what I did. That's, so, an, that's an errand. All right, so I think we should end the episode by saying what was our favorite episode of... S- our, uh, sorry in this by saying what was our favorite episode of season 2
0: Oh not just of the last five you want to go through the entire thing Yeah because I, I it's going to be Ooh, tough to pick okay. Yeah it's going to be
1: tough to pick um because again you have such gr- you just you have such heavy hitters um for season 2 but I think because we are done with season 2 I think we should pick our favorite you can say you know, if you want to do 3 we can do 3 but um I think we should pick our top Episode or episodes from season two, and I think that's how we should finish uh, this live stream.
0: Um, gosh, um,
1: do you want me to go first?
0: You go first.
1: So, I'm gonna say, uh, my top three, uh, in no particular order, are probably gonna be uh, Sworn to the Sword, uh, We Need to Talk, and uh, Message Received because I the the character development in these episodes, the answer is really, really, really good as well. I really enjoyed getting to know um uh it, that might be actually like number four or number five, but they um it, it, I enjoyed it, but I just enjoyed the progression uh of message received a little bit more and getting to see Rose quartz and the uh kind of the gems younger. Or quote unquote younger and uh, we need to talk was good and of course sworn to the sword is just an amazing episode. So,
0: all right, I agree with all three of those. So instead of giving the three best because I think it would be those three for me too, oh, okay. I'm gonna give you the three most memorable, the ones that are like, oh yeah, like God, that was really big and important, and I liked that a lot. Okay. Um, I actually think that, uh cry for help is one of the most memorable ones for me with our introduction of sardonyx and just the destruction of the tower at the end uh just the the utter sadness of pearl not you know being comfortable in her own body and it's it's very very sad so cry for help um is definitely one of those more memorable ones for me um another one is nightmare hospital nightmare hospital is like a creepy creepy episode and there's lots of d- good dark angles and it's actually and it's important beyond just the visuals cuz Connie finally gets to come out to her mom and say listen i haven't had glasses needed them for a year i'm you haven't seen me i'm different i am a i'm a new person i hang out with a boy who's half his mom and his space alien friends he has a lion mom i i know <laughs> and the fact that him and it's, that Steven and Connie work so well together that they, that without each other they aren't as strong I think is so important. Uh, and then finally, I think the last one that's most memorable to me is When It Rains. When Peridot finally experiences Earth rain and
1: oh, realizes yeah.
0: that she can trust Steven and that the Earth is different and she doesn't have to be scared and and feels that she can trust him enough to tell him about the cluster. So for me, those three well perhaps not the best or most important, I find when I look back at season two to be the most memorable.
1: The I I think that's that's a that's a great uh that's a great way to look at that. And um I, I think my three are probably top three because they are mo- really memorable, they're really good. but yeah. they're really
0: good. No, I'm I agree with you. I think for when I look back though, those three stick out in my head. I just really like the themes that are being explored, the visuals that they're using. Uh, but yeah, we need to talk is probably I'd have to say my top favorite. But I think again we are still just so in love with Rose Quartz, and <laughs> it's because of her voice acting, and we all Susan know it.
1: Freaking Egan, and we
0: all know it. Let's just get over ourselves. All right, so we start next week with season three, and we go from five episodes to ten episodes, which means that at some points we will be reviewing the end of one season and the start of another.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunately um, just so we can kind of finish this up at the end of the, by the end of the summer. We're going to try to get That's one th-
0: reason. Second reason is that I want to watch it more. And it's too <laughs> just to do one a day is just so short and brief and like mm, no, need more, need mass two a day. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I uh, I'm looking forward to doing that as well. Um, I I enjoy watching more. I could watch this whole season, uh, in a day. Um, especially because they're only 15 minutes. So
0: so tight, so small. Uh,
1: Um, so uh, the next few episodes look really good. We get some reintroduction of characters. We get some very very good episodes coming up in this next block. Um, so real
0: quick, the ten episodes we're gonna be looking at next week. Uh, Super Watermelon Island. Gem Drill, Same Old World, Barn Mates, Hit the Diamond, Stephen Floats, Drop Beat Dad, Mr. Greg, Too Short to Ride, and The New Lars.
1: So I'm I'm really looking forward to getting through these. Um, we will be trying to record on Tuesday. Uh, we were trying to respect um, what was going on yesterday by not live streaming. Um, but we will be putting this episode that we were recording right this second.
0: On Tuesday next week, just yeah. as usual. Uh, as usual.
1: So, uh, but we thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Um, if you guys uh, want to hear uh, us talk about a specific episode anymore, just let us know. Or if let us know what your favorite episode from season two um, was. Or if you liked season one more than season two or if you already have seen this entire series and just like, oh my God, season three is so good. You have you
0: even gotten there yet, let us know. I think, Aaron, that at the end of this, it would be very fun to do a March Madness bracket for each season and try to duke out and figure out what is the best episode just by pitting them against each other.
1: Oh, kind of like what we did with um, Lord, of, Lord, the Lord of the Rings. Moments. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. If you
0: know of one, share it below. If you've you've got a March Madness Steven Universe bracket, please share it with us because that's just cool.
1: We would absolutely uh, enjoy that. So, um, thank you guys so much. Um, And as always,
0: remember only
1: only you can keep keep Beach City City quarantined. quarantined.